you look like the kind of man who can recognize a great opportunity when he sees one. Now, by investing in a dark side to a franchise, you can turn death into dollars. I can personally almost guarantee you a 45% annual return. They thought they made a horror show. They stirred a curse deep down below. What they had built it began to feel. Forever now they must spin the wheel. This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, where horror lovers and horror haters come together for insights, insults, and information overload. Here's your horror-loving host, Daniel. Thank you, hello. His horror-hating cousin, Nathan. Hi. And tonight's two special guests, Amanda. Hello. And Andrew. Hello. Tonight, we watched Leprechaun 2. Leprechaun 2. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Nathan, Amanda, Andrew, welcome. Thanks you for joining me. You're welcome, Daniel. <laughs> so, has everyone here has seen Leprechaun 1? No. Andrew. Andrew has not seen Leprechaun 1. This is his first time watching a Leprechaun movie, Daniel. <laughs> oh, oh, is it? Uh, Andrew, Amanda... <laughs> Amanda could barely, like, it was physically painful for her to watch tonight's movie, and she still managed to find a way to go back and watch the original. You told me I had to. I watched it first. <laughs> I just showed up tonight. I, I, I really I do believe to. There, was a, there, there was a deal in place that said that Daniel had to watch uh, naked men dancing and stripping on a pole oh, in order right. for uh, Amanda... Thanks, thanks, Leprechaun Nathan. Leprechaun one and two. Isn't isn't that correct, Daniel? <laughs> That's great. Anyways, the whole how are the be... naked men treating you nowadays, Daniel? Is it like a pot of gold? <laughs> oh, a naked man is always like a pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> they come in many different shapes and sizes. Shiny, yeah. can't keep your hands off them. You do equate pot of gold with naked men? Uh, no, Nathan. I don't need to doctor up my naked men with anything. I like them like I like my coffee. <laughs> Jesus. You do have to admit that the uh, the nice line that those naked men have at their hips really does act like a rainbow. Mm. And right mm. there. Mm-hmm. I have heard a lot of women comment on those lines. They like those lines quite a bit. Magic Mike, I can't wait. Can't wait to take you lines. to that one. It's, it's because the lines are pointing towards the cock. <laughs> May all... Our cock-related wishes come true. They are triangulating. <laughs> but this this isn't Magic Mike. This is Leprechaun 2. A chance for us to go back to something which we haven't done in quite a while. Well, we do like following up on on franchises. That is our, our birthright, is it not? It is. We yeah. enjoy ourselves a franchise, be it good or bad. We just like to know what's happening, how the story continues... And in this case, I don't know about you guys, but I think you could argue that Leprechaun 2 is almost an immediate reboot. 
Oh, I would agree 100% uh, not having seen the first one. And, it, <laughs> and here's the thing, uh, here's the thing, Andrew, you haven't really missed anything. Not that there's, I'm not saying that in a way that you didn't miss anything and that there was nothing worth watching in the first one. It's just that there's no relationship between Leprechaun 1 and Leprechaun 2, other than just, the Leprechaun. Just so you're aware, I didn't really have any intentions of actually going back to watch Leprechaun 1 after watching this. I feel like I've been sufficiently satisfied with uh, one one scooping of Leprechaun here with number two. Well, Leprechaun 1 is more Wait. about launching Jennifer Aniston's career than it is about anything else. Right. Give us a little summary on Leprechaun 1. What went down? Amanda, what happened in Leprechaun 1? Jennifer Aniston is involved. We get that. Her and her father have moved out to this house out on a farm in the middle of nowhere, I don't know, Nebraska, something like that. Um, and there's people there fixing this house for her. It's her dad. There's like a hot guy and a simpleton. A simpleton. And a little boy who are there like painting and fixing the place up. And the leprechaun has been trapped there for however long in a box in a crate because it had a four-leaf clover sitting on top of it and i guess that kept him trapped kept him trapped and um they he escapes he gets out someone takes a piece of his gold and it all unfolds from there that's right it's basically just a hunker down in the house getting terrorized by the leprechaun because someone in the house has a piece of his gold and he wants it back and he's going to murder anyone that he can in order to get it back and eventually he gets uh I think the little boy, the vagabond orphan boy that is part of this painter's crew, takes the four-leaf clover and wraps it in a piece of gum and then slingshots it into the leprechaun's mouth who falls into a well and then explodes. That was the first movie, Andrew, to catch you up. Leprechaun 2. Do we get a continuation of any of these characters? No. This is a brand new story. Uh, a different time, I'm guessing a few years in the future? That's hard to say. This could be an alternate dimension because of how little it has to do with the first one. But this is essentially just a love story. This is about the Leprechaun. He's done having his adventures with people stealing his gold, although that will always be a theme. Now he's looking for a wife. Time for the Leprechaun to get Bride of Leprechaun. And even though he was foiled in the past by getting his bride, he has a chance now in many years in the future to try again with someone who is directly related to the original bride that he couldn't get through blood. And it's all just them running around trying to save this girl that the Leprechaun has kidnapped until they also kill him again. Done. That's basically Leprechaun 2. Nathan. Yes, laddie. You want to guess what the IMD rating is for this movie? And actually, all the Leprechaun movies, I think, are within a couple of decimal points of each other, all rooted firmly in the range of what number? I do not need to guess, Daniel. I have it up in front of me on the, on the computer screen. No, you cheater. It's 4.3. 4.3. All the Leprechaun movies hover in the 4 range. Do you know what Although it, I find the Rotten Tomato yes. rating much more interesting for Leprechaun 2. What is the Rotten Tomato rating for Leprechaun 2? Um, Andrew, what is the Rotten Tomato rating for Leprechaun 2? The Rotten Tomatoes rating for Leprechaun 2 is a whopping zero. Zero oh. percent. Zing. That's critics. zero. I've never seen a rating at zero before Critic, for anything. A zero percent critics is pretty common for especially this type of genre of film. 
But even the users is low on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 29%. This movie is ouch. Ouch all over the place. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Not even just ouch by its ratings or its reviews, but ouch in that this movie cost $2 million to make. It only made about $2.2 million. Breaking even. That sounds pretty pretty good. Mm. Yeah, there's one comment here from the from the New Times. Destroys all continuity from its amusing predecessor. Skip this one and check out parts three to five instead. Uh, yes, there is a much there's a greater fondness for the later Leprechaun films than these first couple, which is strange. Usually people like the originals better, but I guess the amount of wackiness that comes in later in the franchise is a big deal. Um, I would argue that this movie, even if it is repeating or regurgitating its predecessor to a certain degree, it is also establishing different rules. And that was one of my issues with the first Leprechaun, was that they didn't really establish the rules with him very much. Oh yeah, we definitely get some rules established this time. Yeah, in, in this one, you've got a bit more definition with, you know, how his power works, how it relates to his gold, what his weaknesses are. There's a lot of, there's a lot more being defined here, albeit it's kind of, you know, patronizingly explained to you. But, but they read a book on it. There's well, a book now. No, so they there's understanding. To have a book out <laughs> from the library. Every, everyone's got a leprechaun book in their house. Right? Well, hey, you know, he. He just happened to have it there, very convenient. But if if the leprechaun gets to magically, you know, disappear and make his gold reappear and disappear and have all these crazy powers, then I think the protagonist should be able to pull out a book that he just happens to have that explains the library. what he needs to know. Just Johnny on the spot. I think that's not too much to ask. It does sound fair. That sounds about fair to me. Now, Nathan, Andrew, Amanda, have you guys ever heard of a movie called Chairman of the Board? Starring a famous comedian named Carrot Top? Oh, my. This I'm I'm a huge Carrot Top fan, but no, I have never heard of of Chairman (laughs) of the Board. Chairman of the Board, back when it was like, back before it was... Uh, bad movies were heralded as enjoyable back when bad movies were truly just like scorned and kicked to the curb. Carrot Top came out with a movie called Chairman of the Board and that movie was so roasted, so incredibly insulted and humiliating uh, for Carrot Top and the writer of Leprechaun 2 also wrote Chairman of the Board. I actually remember this cover from when I managed a video store. Yeah, he's like a surfer idiot that gets put in power at some office corporation board meeting thing. Um, awful. But they share this. We get to watch the people that made chairman of the board. We get to watch their secondary work, Leprechaun 2, or their earlier work, actually. Um, Warwick Davis, of course, returning as a Leprechaun. He's really the glue to this whole franchise. What else are we here to see except for him running around? Rhyming. Constantly. And Constant rhyming and... High heel shoes. Yeah. The other characters or the actors in this movie, no one quite memorable. We have a nice little cameo from Clint Howard, Ron Howard's ever-present in these kind of movies brother. For my chair, Gene, this is the only option. The Odyssey is dying. (laughs) And Amanda correctly pointed out, uh, Clint Howard's wife in this movie, that tourist woman, where else did she pop up? Um... 
Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, Duh. Andrew. Ugh, classic. Yeah. Classic of American cinema. She's the one. She's the one that like ends up doing uh, Applegate's all her work for her. Mm-hmm. And then, of yeah. course, the only other memorable face am I, in this am movie. Am I to understand that Amanda super appreciates Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? I mean, it's part of my childhood. Don't we yes. all? Yeah. But does not appreciate multiplicity? Oh, yeah. Well, I've tried. I'll, I'll get her to like it one of these days. There's a comparison there, is there not? It's ridiculous. Not as ridiculous as cloning yourself in a strip center, but it's close. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. Only other thing we need to know here. Uh, This is the only Leprechaun film to actually take place on St. Patrick's Day. Doesn't that seem like a missed opportunity for the rest of the... This is the only one out of six films. Seven, actually. (laughs) Seven, including the remake. (laughs) And Nathan, Andrew, this is the last time the Leprechaun will go to the theaters. Oh, that's a shame. Yep. There's no more chances after that. This is a straight-to-DVD franchise moving forward from this point. Now, hey, may, may I ask, when did Jason and Freddy do that, or did they ever do that? Um, ooh, I don't think all the Jasons went to theater, I'm pretty sure. Holy shit. Maybe all the Freddies as well. I feel like all the Freddies did go to theater. Oh. Leprechaun is not... Is not as as adored as uh, Jason and Freddy by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, but the point is that Leprechaun is getting you know getting shat on. And yes. Got... <laughs> well, or Leprechaun I mean, hey. shat the bed and no one wanted it back. Leprechaun two, they regurgitated the same thing. They you know bunted basically. They got a zero percent Rotten Tomato rating here, and it condemned them to video. Right. Oh yeah. Because you know, you know how it goes with these horror movies. Those producers, they want to be able to put in five hundred grand and make like ten million, and they put in two million and only made two hundred grand. That's no good. So this did not get a third chance, uh, as you'd call it. Yeah. They don't get to say, "Yeah, it's a piece of shit," but look at all the money we made. They go, "Yeah, it's a piece of shit." Let's forget about it and bury Here's it. It's a DVD. I didn't make any money. Don't say the word leprechaun to me ever again. <laughs> There's no pot of gold at the end of this tunnel. Oh, shit. Ooh. There's no pot of gold at the end of this rainbow, son. Oh, Unless it's straight to DVD. I can't wait to have that, hear that accent throughout the, throughout the remainder of the <laughs> podcast tonight. I was going to try and hold it the whole time, Daniel. I know. But I can't seem to do it. It seems to bounce around. It seems it, to bounce into Scottish. It it's, comes and goes. Eh, it, it jumps into Scotland. <laughs> and then it goes into, the, uh, into England. Help! Help! It's happening! The attack is on O'Grady Farm! Uh, send help! The the leprechaun is attacking! That's a nice clip from the first one, Andrew. That's for you. Oh, jeez. Last episode, we... That's, that's the simpleton, as Amanda called him talking. Um, last episode, we introduced uh, a new rating system for these movies that we're watching that goes from 3 to negative 3, with 0 being an option, so a 7-point system... Uh, three, two, one are for good, good movies, and negative one, negative two, negative three are for your good, bad movies. So, we've noticed that ratings tend to change after we do the walkthroughs on these movies. So initially, let's get a first response to this. I'll go first. I give Leprechaun two a negative one. Amanda, zero, zero. Andrew, negative one, negative one. Okay, so some value. Nathan, negative one. Negative one. Okay. 
Look, and uh, Amanda, she's all rolling her eyes. Rolling her eyes. I can I can feel it from here. <laughs> okay, but but this is a but I I had to talk this out with Andrew because I initially felt that this was closer to zero, but realized that zero means that it's just it just doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. It's it, it levels out and doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't do anything. But this movie is bad. This movie <laughs> is so bad that I think it does wander into the bad spectrum. Does it not? You have to give permission to the movie to be bad. Or acknowledge, okay, this is a terrible movie. And then give permission for it to wander into the world of terribleness and decide where, where it should be defined in that world and andrew uh one day we may remake our slither podcast and include you in it oh the first the first ever podcast reboot (laughs) the reboot that would be hilarious where i put in my two cents of hating reboot of a podcast we're gonna reboot spin one that's ridiculous It would You're be so ridiculous. in line. It would be so in line with the genre if, like, episode twenty-five <laughs> was just, you know, redone episode one. Yeah. Just with my uh, inane objections to everything you guys say. Some, some new perspectives, but generally the same thing. Right. Oh. And I'll 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 show up with an Irish accent. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Oh, tonight we're doing a reboot of Slither. <laughs> Why are you talking? Oh, in an all Irish, Irish Slither. Well, you see, you have to start the pie and you have to move down low. That's how you do an Irish accent. We agree this movie is definitely bad. So let's go ahead and explore just how bad it is. Let's go into the walkthrough. Um, right away, right away with Leprechaun 2. Um, the best thing happens right away. What it, yeah, where do we start? It we, says Ireland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. It is great, and it's also somewhere we haven't been before. The first Leprechaun takes place in the States. So this is the first Leprechaun to take place in Ireland, at least at the beginning of the movie, and it takes place a thousand years ago. Does it say that it takes place a thousand years ago? Uh, yes. Okay, I missed that. Well, it may not it may not say a thousand years ago, but it is by the lore of what it requires for him to get a bride. We figure out just exactly where in time we are, and this yeah, already no, conflicts. I, I gleaned from the events that it was a thousand years ago. I felt that a movie this bad should be telling you. You, you really need that in a font <laughs> on the screen that this is a thousand years ago. This movie's so dumb that it should treat me like I'm so dumb yeah. that it should tell me that it's a thousand years ago. Yeah. It's okay. It's because it's it's being so vague it doesn't really want to let you know. They're all wearing like high school prop room costumes. You know it's vaguely in some sort of Renaissance Crusades era. And it, this already conflicts with the first film right away, right off the bat. Multiple times in Leprechaun 1 they state that he is 600 years old. <laughs> so here it does. So here, he's already a thousand years old by the time we're seeing him a thousand years ago. Right. So by the time he hits present day in this movie, he's 2,000 years old. 2,000, yeah. So I don't know where all this 600-year-old nonsense came from, 
but we're up, we've already decided from minute one that we're just tossing the first movie right out the window. Whatever okay, was established let's, doesn't matter. Let's be clear what year it is. What year is it? It's 1994 in the present day, so I assume it's 994 AD. 994 AD, March 17th. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm with you. Let's go. That's right. It's St. Patrick's Day. The leprechaun has a slave. I don't think he took slaves in the first one. He was either just about killing you or leaving you alone. This time he's got a slave. He's got that saw collar on them. Yes, that's right. Uh, he's just shooting the shit with his slave. Um, letting him know that he has to, like, he's a thousand years old. He was born on St. Patrick's Day. It's his birthday. And he's finally a thousand. That means he gets to choose a bride. He's feeding him some exposition. Yeah, really feeding it. And yeah. is that a thing with leprechauns? Is it a thousand years? Get a bride. You made it. 1,000. Hey, Leprechaun, I think, just decides, hey, let's add some shit to the lore of Leprechaun world. Yeah. Don't worry, the protagonist will pull out a library book that he just happens to have, and it'll explain it all later. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No. Hey, I'd rather be dead than your slave. Uh, <laughs> your slave. Your slave. Rather be rather dead. Be dead. And hey, wee laddie, I won't be a slave for much longer. And if you have a slave, and you have this very simple ritual when you're choosing a bride, which is that all you have to do is make her sneeze three times, and as long as nobody says God bless you on the third time, or I guess any sneeze in between, they don't clarify, uh, then the spell is broken, he can't get married, and he has to go duck away and hibernate for a thousand more years. If that, if you're little hypnosis trick was so easily foiled would you tell your slave how to do it of course the only the only reason i could come up with that he might tell his slave that is that later on they discuss how the leprechauns get off on pranks and making other people suffer no and so, this is an ego thing daniel this is an ego could be thing. that too he doesn't think that it matters you know he doesn't he doesn't calculate that this guy who has just told him that freedom is the most important thing. His his freedom is the most important thing. You know, he just he likes fucking with people. So he's like, ah, haha, curveball, your daughter. <laughs> That's right. The girl turns out to be the slave's daughter. The slave was more than ready to just like get this guy hitched so that so that he could get his freedom in return. And when he sees that it's his daughter, he breaks the spell by saying God bless you and sacrifices himself by trying to run away. He ends up just getting strangled to death. And As then, you do with those collars. Yeah. I obviously, I mean, I really think that the leprechaun must have had a fear of commitment here. He wasn't ready to get married the first time because you wouldn't have told. Ah, self-sabotage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because obviously he's going to bless his daughter. He's going to sacrifice himself for his own child. So he's, I think he he's just not, wasn't ready I like yet. that. He's not, he, he's not done fucking around. He's not done playing around. Yeah. He yeah. needs another thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of vindictive, too. He wants to curse the family, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is like the long burn. It's, uh, it's better. <laughs> it's a long, <laughs> thousand-year burn. <laughs> they all get what's coming to them. <laughs> oh, so much laughing in this. And then, of course, the daughter comes out and finds her dead uh, father. <laughs> I just love scream. Fantastic I just, scream. I just love that little bumper. And that introduces us back into a long intro. We get to see how the leprechaun is spending his thousand years in his little tree fort drawing elaborate DNA maps <laughs> so that he can follow the bloodline of the O'Day family. 
until uh, we go and settle on our actual main characters, which is the descendant of that f- daughter who looks exactly the same, and her boyfriend Cody, who helps his guardian, who is one of the biggest scumbags ever to be put on film, Morty, run this scam death tour business, and he's on the streets uh, trying to scam a handful of people. Two, two of them, which are Clint Howard and the, the, the woman from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead that we've already discussed. You want to have a little respect for the dead? A little respect for the dead? Morty, he died in 2001. Oh, man. Most, most disgusting. You hear that? <laughs> have, have a little respect. There was a little bit of anger behind the that. The man is dead. Oh, for fuck's sake! I give up. The man is dead. The man. I thought he was gonna die during the filming of this movie. If you had told me he died right after they they stopped production on Leprechaun Two, I would have believed you. He is so pale and greasy, and just you can just tell that he smells like cheap vodka and deli meat. Do you want to guess how many years he lived beyond 1994? Uh, yeah, seven years. Oh, did I already tell him when he died? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I missed that also. I did. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention and they were. Well, I didn't put it in font on the screen, but I did, yeah. you know, I did, I did yeah. surrender the information in the dialogue. Therefore, yeah. you can glean that it was seven years. That's, right. That's correct, Daniel. You're right, Daniel. What age was he when he died? Dun, dun, dun. 82. 63. Now, who, who is Morty to Cody? Is he his uncle? Some, like, gross grandpa? Is he just a bum? According to his conversation with the police, he's his guardian. Just straight-up guardian, though. Like, he was, mm-hmm. did he get passed through to an orphanage and then popped out in Morty's care? Was, was Morty... I would believe it if Morty was running some, like, adoption scam. I picture it as, like, you know, the kid in Last Action Hero? He goes to the theater, develops that relationship with the projectionist... What if none of that last action hero stuff happened? What if there was no golden ticket? That's them, you know, years later. (laughs) Morty is off at a bar, happy hour on St. Patrick's Day. This is exactly a thousand years into the future now. Just getting shit hammered and trying to pass off his sleazeball franchising gimmick onto some dude who's passed out. Completely possessed. What's, what's with all the Morty hate? <laughs> How else are you going to make 600 bucks? No, Daniel's like, can, can you hear it? He's got this tone. Daniel like, has like a very deep hatred of thieves and shystery people. And so even though this is a completely fictitious, ridiculous movie, he like acts like Morty is a real person. And just <laughs> can't let go. <laughs> just openly disgusted by Morty. <laughs> He is, just, though. Uh, he, he plays uh, it so well. Oh, you filthy. Uh, uh. Oh, his hair, his scalp is always, like, greasy and wet, and he's always, like, laughing God. with his hunched shoulders, and he, like, oh, he's just, everything's a scam to Morty. God damn it. Pull your shit together, Morty. Look at what you're doing to Cody. Yes, exactly. He's not, he's not just Drag fucking his own down. life up. He's fucking up Cody and Bridget's relationship. Bridget. I feel like uh, at the beginning here, Bridget was fucking up Cody and Bridget's relationship. Yeah. Bridget, kind of a cunt. Yep. <laughs> yep, zero to cunt. 
<laughs> instant one car ride one one minute she's like okay and then morty's a fucking failure cody's trying to make everybody happy trying to do this delicate balancing act you know daniel's sitting in the chair watching the movie being like fuck you morty you're a <laughs> son of a bitch and cody's like yeah but you're my guardian and i still care about you i want to want everybody to be happy you let me down but uh you know i gotta make bridget happy too and she just won't have any of it I think you guys are totally overreacting to Bridget's behavior because <laughs> I think it's safe to say that she is probably accustomed to this happening. This seems like, you know... This isn't the first time Maury's right. gotten too drunk to handle the ride. This is not okay, the I don't, first time I don't she's wanna, been blown off by her boyfriend. I don't want to jump ahead, but did you see the way that she behaved at... You know, as things progress At here, the go kart track, the go kart whoring herself. Oh, this is. Oh, well, yeah, we'll be getting, we'll be exploring that in depth. Okay, well, I just, you know, Amanda's jumping to Bridget's aid here. I think there's some more behavior that's about to, about to shed some light on the cuntiness. Okay. How dare you? I am as dry as can be. Oh, Morty. And do these tours still exist? I would almost want to ironically take one of these tours where you just sit in like a dusty ass hearse and get shown old buildings with some horrible, horrible soundtrack playing. I'm going to say almost positively yes that these do still exist in certain places. We can go find a real life Morty. Just go to Salem. I'm sure you could find some like at least 20 of these. Mm -hmm. This is where this witch was burned. Yeah. This is where this witch was burned. (laughs) And speaking of Bridget, she is already fucking with Cody in the car. He's stressed out. He just wants to get this ride over with. He knows he wants to go ride go-karts too. He doesn't want to do this, but they just have to get this out of the way first. And all he needs is for her to just give him the correct cards to read. And she fucks with him. Cody is a wholesome, wonderful young man. And Bridget is a bitch. (laughs) At this point in time. Yes. Well, she Bridget, comes Bridget, around. Bridget redeems herself later. I think she just gets upset about her weird voice. Yeah, her weird, like, sometimes deep, aggressive she, voice. She sounds like <laughs> Romy from Romy and Michelle's High School Union. Yes, yes. Okay, interesting reference. She's got that, yeah, that kind of came out of left field there. She's got that right? deep yeah. voice like this. Like, she's got something going on. There's something in that throat that's just screaming to get out. Well, that scream is impressive. It's a good scream. She's not bad as far as as our scream queen analyses go. Um, Once they finally get to the go-kart track, because he's fed up, he's just going to go ahead and drop her off because she's so bored on this tour. Being a bitch. And as soon as she's out of that car... She's right inside the go-kart track. She's already buddy-buddy with this guy, Ian, that works there. Yep, Flirty McFlirterson. And Cody is just like, all of a sudden, he went from uh, a boyfriend having a bit of relationship trouble to like a third wheel. Yeah, and he got like (laughs) shouldered out there and everything. Oh, big time. She's she's fully engaging. Like, I think, from my perspective, this whole scene kind of said to me, relationship over. Or there wasn't a relationship to begin with. She's just skipping to the next, you know, male attention situation. But, Amanda, she is playing a dangerous game here. She's just trying to make Cody a little bit jealous by le- by letting him see her hang out with this guy, Ian, who, who Cody probably knows already likes Bridget. 
Yes. I mean, sometimes you have to remind your man that you have options. <laughs> and it can be an effective tactic. However, she chose a bad candidate for this venture. Yes. I don't, we'll find out about that shortly, but I don't know. <laughs> playing games and had to fold her hand. You bet. Right? She's mm-hmm. playing games. Mm-hmm. She's a bitch. Because mm-hmm. Ian has to take off work. He has to take off work to go <laughs> hang out with Bridget. Just attacking Bridget. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to back off. I'm going to back off. They go have some food. They have like a little date. A little like faux date, Bridget and Ian. And when Ian goes to drop Bridget off, he goes, oh, yeah. this is so great. I have the whole thing right here. Thanks for the ride. Hey, wait up. You said your parents weren't home. So? Well, aren't you going to invite me in? Ian, you know I'm going out with Cody. I thought you guys called it quits. No, we didn't. Good night, Ian. In just a second. Mm-hmm. I took the whole night off for you. And what about those chili dogs? <laughs> Ian, you better go. Come on. Just a couple of minutes. I said no. I get it. You're just a tease. We'll tease this. <laughs> Stuck up, bitch. Wow. By far my favorite noise that's happened or happens throughout the movie is his weird moaning noise and getting punched in the stomach. Um, and didn't you guys know that uh, chili dogs equals like blowjob? Yeah, at least a handy. Right? Yeah, yeah at least a handjob. Yeah. I mean, I never buy chili dogs for somebody. Well, he took the whole night off. Yeah, and chili yeah. dogs. He took the whole night off and bought chili dogs. So, and it was really evident that her and Cody weren't an item. And yeah, a little a little rebound blowy. She's a stuck up bitch, <laughs> right? There's no other an- there's I mean, no other answer. There's no other angle here. Those chili dogs just just the icing on the cake. And meanwhile, what's happening to Cody? He's going to jail. Yeah, she's getting arrested. He's a criminal. Yes. Yeah, why does he run that red light? He he's back in the car, he's fed up. He knows Ian's probably going to fuck his girlfriend. He's pissed. And he just Jets through that red light once everybody, once all the passengers are aware that this whole tour is a scam. He's like, fuck it, let's go. And then gets arrested. Do you get arrested? Oh, wait, he doesn't have a permit, right? He has a learner's license. He doesn't have a permit. He's got a learner's license. He ran a red light. Nobody had the six people, but only five were in the car, didn't have their seatbelts on. Yeah, they they got ticketed for six seatbelt violations, but there's only five people in the car once Bridget gets out. Weird. Mm -hmm. I I didn't think they cared about seatbelts in the early 90s. Um, yeah, I don't think there was a seatbelt. Well, there must have been. Apparently, there must have been something. Yeah, in yeah. Ireland, anyway. Can can we have a talk about the the police officers in the in the police station? Uh, sure. I just want to talk about this movie's conscious um, intentions, Effort. efforts uh, to not be racist. Okay, you mean the like the black sergeant or whatever, or sexist? No, there's all the all the police officers in the station. And throughout the rest of the movie, actually. Um, okay, so in that specific scene, three of the police officers are black. One is a white female, way off in the distance. And the other one is obviously a tanned, white, Italian-American. So you took time to admire the ethnic diversity of a scene in Leprechaun 2. The police are very have ethnic diversity. They in do this movie. Yeah, they do. They went out of their way, and then later, when the cops are 
you know, getting killed or being involved in things they shouldn't be involved in, it is not the black police officers. It is the Italian-American police officers. <laughs> so I'm just saying that they're, they're careful here about being criticized. They don't, wanna, they don't want any heat, any racial heat on no. a movie. No, and while Morty, while Morty is here, uh, you know, fresh off a hangover to pick up his, his guardian child... Um, we, I, I want to say that this feels like it's he's making it up. Oh yeah, like he just he just found this kid somewhere and just took him. What did he no. flash the guy that showed him he was a guardian? Yeah, his his regular ID. No, his guardian. Here's my driver's license. His guardian pass. <laughs> Hand the child over to me. Um, we also are introduced to the leprechaun finally reawakening from his thousand year slumber on his birthday, coming out of his tree fort. Nowhere near oh, a well, whiskey. where we left him in the first movie. Right, he died in a well in the first movie. And is this tree, is there actually like a structure of tunnels under this tree, or is that tree like a dimensional portal? It's a magical place. Yeah, you're, you're nodding at me, Amanda? Yeah, it, to me it sort of is like the, you know, like uh, the tents in Harry Potter. It's like it looks one way from the outside, and then you walk in, and it's the whole bigger, gigantic magic place. You mean like Hermione's Deus Ex Machina bag? Yeah, just like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we need a solution? Let me reach into this bag that just has shit in it that solves problems. <laughs> Let me just reach in here and pull that out. Seem a little times. bit upset about that there, Nathan. That fucking irritated the shit out of me. Hmm. That Deus Ex Machina bag. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fucking weak, Rowling. Weak! You needed something to solve problems, so you created this thing that just fucking does that. I mean, it's oh. not like it's the first time you've seen that in a movie. It's not the first time I've seen it in a movie. It's the first time I've seen it as a bag used no. multiple times <laughs> no. for different Mary solutions. Poppins. Hello? I've never seen Mary Poppins. Oh, my God. Really? And if that's the case, then Rowling then ripped it off. <laughs> Sword in the Stone. Merlin had the same thing in Sword in the Stone. Merlin's a real wizard. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione's a fucking muggle. <laughs> fucking muggle. Her parents are it's muggles. A fucking dirty muggle. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. What? She's a half human, half wizard. She's a You're fucking such dirty, a... filthy bitch. Weren't you just talking wizard about racist. racism? Hey, should. <laughs> hey, Daniel's behind me. He hates me. You just hate mudbloods, hey? Yeah, mudbloods. There it is. It's a mudblood. Okay. Hey, do you think? Do you think okay, someone? Okay, I got something to say here. Okay. Okay. I don't think that we can automatically assume that the leprechaun that died in the in the well is the same leprechaun that is emerging from this tree. Yeah, we can. Oh, no, Nathan. 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 What if, what if? What if it's an ancestor that went into hibernation for the thousand years? What if it's some sort of relation? or twin, or clone. We have not explored all the options here. We're oh, automatically Jesus. assuming that it's the same leprechaun just because Warwick Davis plays both parts. But we wouldn't make that assumption if they just fed us a little bit of information. So why don't we just glean? Why don't we just make up our own scenario and then ride it home? <sighs> oh, what a big tootsie. Nathan, you, you guys... Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, let me get this in real quick. Nathan, you have stumbled across one of two or three heavily debated internet theories on the Leprechaun uh, universe. <laughs> which is that 
there is a running argument that there is no actual cohesion to any of these franchise installments between each other and that it is in fact a different or cloned or like dimensional copy of the Leprechaun re-emerging brand new each movie as opposed to some like Jason, Chucky, and lore of your spirit just passing into new things or bodies over time or whatever. Well, the issue you run into is that a part of the Leprechaun lore is that there was only one Leprechaun that was left. So you would have, in that situation, if you're to digest that part of the lore as per Wikipedia, you would have to assume that it is the same Leprechaun. But I'm not willing to do that because, lip, I mean, let's, let's face it, Wikipedia is not trustworthy. And we learned that there's only really two ways that you need to be worried about your life or your safety if you're interacting with Leprechaun. One is if you have unfortunately taken some of his gold, he will relentlessly hunt you down to get it back. Or two, if you happen to have gold somewhere on or inside your person. <laughs> Other than that, right. you're pretty, you're okay. You can actually probably hang out and have a beer with the Leprechaun and everything's cool. Just don't have a gold ring or a gold tooth. Yeah, the gold ring, that was actually my one of my favorite moments as well. The gold, <laughs> the gold makes him crazy. Just takes that finger right off. That, right off. And when he hands him the business card. Looking good. The finger scene was hilarious. When he hands him the business card, you can see the finger is already like, has a line across it where it's ready to be broken off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Why in the first movie did he so clearly have a bag of exactly 100 gold coins, so that if he was ever missing one, he could easily tell. And now, we've moved on to a more customary pot of gold. You're asking me why this is happening? Yeah, you've had some good theories so far, I was just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the spot. It was one of the things that I noticed, and it gives more credence to the argument that this is a different leprechaun. Right, this makes more sense though. The bag seemed weird to me before. Right. Unless the bag was just a part of his overall hoard of loot. But whatever the case, once he puts a piece of gold in there, he is aware of that piece of gold and can sense when it is missing. Oh, that's Why not true. Why does he have gold hidden in his house, though? This is sort of getting ahead, but he also has gold stashed other places. He which has, confused me. He has heirlooms that are stashed other places. They may or may not be gold, but his gold hoard he always keeps in his little pot. And he didn't notice that the gold was missing until he was spreading it around the bride. Like, he was yeah. spreading it yes. through there, and then he was like, oh, where is it? So he didn't know that it was gone for... That was a really good scene, where he wrapped her up and then poured his gold all over her. <laughs> yeah. And just got off on it. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Just Scrooge McDucking everything. They're just swimming in gold. <laughs> Where's my shilling? My shilling's missing. <laughs> Ah. And and this is all this we learn from him coming out of the tree. He can also control tree roots. But I guess he's telekinetic, so I guess that just means anything, really. Hey, this shit's going off the rails. They're like, meh, fuck it. He can do this. We just need that gold tooth for the pot. He can do that. He can do the other just thing. Just use the tree. It's Here. there. The old man's lying down. There's tree roots. Leprechauns are powerful creatures, and they can do all these crazy things. And they'll just add to it every single movie that comes out. They'll just add new things. It's not like he's pulling it out of a bag. Yeah. He's just pulling it out they're of the just, ground. They're exploring it. They're <laughs> just deciding as they go. This is something that he can do. This is his weakness. This is mm. 
you know, let's make this movie more interesting by adding a bunch of bullshit that we just came up with and pulled out of our ass. Nothing like discovery writing. Yeah, minus one. And the Print lepre- and film. And Leprechaun is kind enough to, like, wash out the bum's tooth wound with some whiskey. He could have just left him there. He but could've. it was Canadian whiskey, which is piss, so he just poured it over him, like... Here, drink, drink, if there was, drink if there was Irish bum. whiskey, he would have not yeah, done that. It was done in disdain. He was he was pouring it because he didn't want it. It was a self-serving leprechaun, Daniel. Don't try to paint him as some sort of valiant. Right, because he is telekinetic after all. So why did we, why didn't we, um, just use our mind powers to take off the ring and to remove the tooth? Why do we have to get? Why do we have to rip off a finger? He's a man who likes to work. I mean, likes to work with his hands. It just. He had to rip off the finger because that was the most entertaining scene of the whole movie. Because it was hilarious, and he could say it's a finger looking good. Yeah, and we know from other demonic or supernatural movies that sometimes these beings consider it too vulgar a display of power to just run around doing everything magically. Sometimes you have to interact with the physical realm. And now he's for off. Fun. For fun. He's interacting with the physical world for fun. Yeah, he's a prankster. He gets off on this kind of shit. And he's mm-hmm. off now to look for his new bride. And the bum is racing off to the police station to warn everyone about the leprechaun, the impending leprechaun attack on St. Patrick's Day. I'm starting to see why Amanda gave this a zero, though. I'm starting to see the frustration, mm-hmm. you know, with his powers. If he can do this, then stay consistent. Or, you know, if he has this ability, then he should be using this ability Instead of, you know, what is clearly just a script-driven, entertaining moment that's there for pure ridiculousness. Right. I hear you. I hear you. I'm, I'm you know, I'm backing off, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm listening. We don't need to back off, Bridget, because the leprechaun is going to come in and get revenge for Bridget. As Ian is our first gruesome, gruesome death. In this movie that is otherwise very G-rated. Well, she was instantly redeemed in this scene uh, that that uh, that happened here. Instant redemption, wouldn't you say, Andrew? Collarbones were very nice. Yeah, yeah. Had, it's had, a very nice neckline. Yeah, oh, yeah. good good form. Did you guys, shul- you guys referring to her yeah. her the, body double, her horrendously different body double? Hey, hey, hey! I, I was talking about collarbones here. We're talking about the character of Bridget. And what was portrayed from from Bridget's character in this scene is very uh, moving, well, touching, sincerity given to this sincere. part of the performance. Well, a very moving moment in the film. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so what was that guy's name? Ian? Was it Ian? It was Ian. You're, Ian. Talking, you're talking about the guy that got his face shredded by yeah. the lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. And really finally, he's like, you know what his name is? Those hot know. dogs that I got. The yeah. chili dogs. I'm finally getting what's owed to me. He's, he, yes, his his um performance in this scene is not really the focus of the scene. The no. scene is, is Bridget's redemption. This is this is Bridget's redemption scene. Ian right? Ian is ready to go home. He's been turned down. The chili dogs weren't enough, but the leprechaun shows up just in time to cast an illusion. As Bridget undressing and seducing Ian, Ian's like, oh, I fucking knew it. Chili dogs always work. Goes back into the garage. (laughs) He's coerced by Bridget taking off her top and her body double showing her tits. But it's not a naked Bridget that he's about to put his mouth onto. It is a huge double-bladed lawnmower. 
I remember watching this and I turned to Nathan and was like, he's going to stick his face in there, hey? And then he did. And I was like, yep. Yep. This is great. <laughs> he did just what I thought he'd do. It's fantastic. Uh, I stuck my face in there too. <laughs> Worth it. Death number one. Where do we go from here? What's Cody doing? Cody is with Morty. No, Cody comes by to apologize. Right. He goes and gets her flowers, and he's going to come by and say he's sorry. Like a good boyfriend. And does she accept the apology? Obviously, she can't stay mad at him. Yeah, she's like, oh. And this confirms in her head that her little game with Ian was the right... Worked beautifully. Was the right thing to do. She is now Pavlovian trained herself that this is the correct way to handle men. And uh, it, apparently it is. It worked. And Leprechaun he, Leprechaun makes himself known. Yeah, he sneaks in the window. Well, Cody and is talking to Bridget in the living room. Leprechaun just sneaks in the window in the background. And I don't know why. That, may, that scene makes me laugh so hard. Just him just bloop. Yeah, I actually laughed during that scene also. I think Nathan was taking notes. <laughs> And Leprechaun makes himself known. He's here. He's not going to let Cody say, uh, God bless you, when he makes Bridget sneeze three times. He wraps him up in a phone cord, and he takes Bridget and does another Leprechaun trick, which is making yourself disappear, and whoever you're holding on to, and possibly also transporting? Like Seems they, like it. Yeah. Like, they didn't just turn invisible and then run back to the tree. And... Because Bridget manages to spill the pot of gold before the leprechaun takes her and whisks her away, one little coin manages to roll itself over to Cody's hands, and now we've got our stray gold coin that is going to cause our little sub-conflict for the rest of the movie, because Bridget now is just in this treehouse. Now we can focus on everyone's favorite character, Morty. Uh, that's not your favorite character. <laughs> Marty, you. is is anyone else concerned that like the worst actor is the main actor in the movie? Yeah, he's really bad. Cody? And and she no. always stands out for me. The leprechaun. Oh, yeah, no, Warwick is the terrible. best. Oh, he Warwick makes this the movie. worst. No, he's, actor. he's terrible. He I, is I, I so good. I recently rewatched a little bit of Willow, and he's a terrible actor. Warwick Davis is not a good actor. He might not be good in Willow. I, it's been a long time, but he. He he, under Kaya. he he understands the tone of the Leprechaun movies, and he plays the Leprechaun like the Leprechaun should be played for these oh. movies. <laughs> he's so consistent. He is he's perfectly consistent. He's consistent, and he did a lot of great work on his calf muscles. He's got interesting dwarf legs. They're very thin. Like he's got trim little legs. He does, and and the shoes and the way that he prance, prances around. Yeah, every time he came on, I was like, oh, those shoes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, when he when he prances away, you're just, oh, what an excellent prance. <laughs> They're nice little high heels. He's got a little skip and a little, like, jolly waddle that he does. He's, <laughs> he's great. He's got he's got his leprechaun laugh down the same way that Brad Dourif has Chucky's laugh down. Like, they have their laughs down. And Dourif does Chucky? Yeah, yeah, Brad Dourif oh. has always been Chucky, yeah. Jesus Christ. He's so good as Chucky. Oh, he's the best. Super looking forward to that. If you can handle Leprechaun, Chucky will be like a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> but we mentioned shoes. This is an important thing to Leprechauns. It doesn't get brought up much in this movie for all the lore they go into. You get a snippet of it at the very, very beginning when he gets irritated that his slave has dirty shoes. But Andrew, being a cobbler is intrinsically tied to being a leprechaun. Like, they 
are shoemakers, shoe admirers, shoe polishers. And in the first movie, it plays a big role. Like, they managed to distract the leprechaun and escape by just taking a box of shoes and throwing it on the lawn. (laughs) I fucking remember that now. I remember that. Of course. There's nothing I like more than me pot of gold and some shoes. Just throw a shoe at him with a sole that needs to be repaired. Yeah. And, like, oh. and he's com- ah. he's compelled. You can tell he gets like stressed out when it happens. He's very worried. He has to pick up all the shoes. Anytime he kills someone in the previous movie, he polishes their shoes on the way out. That's like, hilarious. Why did they let that go? That I don't know. Great, that was a great part of that. That was an excellent part of that now, now that I remember it. Yeah, fuck. They totally... Drop the ball on that, then. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that in, in the future, mm. in future just, installments, no. the shoes will come back. That this whole shoe conversation just pushed me closer to zero. <laughs> right, exactly. the The first one was so. I mean, I enjoyed watching the first one. I got a, a lot of solid laughs out of it, and I didn't. This one, I just I kept falling asleep, and I was angry. This <laughs> was a big struggle for her. She like really struggled. So mad. Amanda? Yes. <laughs> what would you give a rating for Leprechaun 1, out of curiosity? I would give Leprechaun an, uh, probably close a negative 2. I mean, I, I really... It's nice to watch uh, proto-Rachel work her magic with Warwick Davis. What a weird, Nathan, what a weird Nathan, pairing. Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Nathan. <laughs> exactly. And it's fun to see, you know movies of that era where you could still make fun of fat people and and simple people and apparently everybody just felt that was acceptable to do and those are the days yeah (laughs) the good old days the good old days so cody cody now is he's on the lam he's out and about the cops have come by they found this dead ian kid they assume it was cody because bridget is also missing and I guess the word got around that they were having some relationship troubles that would pin him down as a suspect. So How he's, would anybody know that? I don't know. They gossiped. reported that? <laughs> because nobody was at the go-kart race when it happened. They're That's like, oh, how everyone knows. We know what happened. The yeah. two of them. It's, it was the flowers and the card that said Cody that didn't have an address on it that led the <laughs> leprechaun to his location. That's right. Yeah. He just steals it out of that like detective woman's hand. Yeah, yeah, from the top of the house. Hey? Yeah, the leprechaun just, you know, he is he is Hermione's deus ex machina bag. Yeah. Yeah, he's just got a solution for everything, that guy. Yeah. And do you, do you see, I love that scene where Morty is talking to the cops on the street, and Cody, like, bumbles out into the street, Morty just looks at him like, no, no, not right now, not right now. Yeah, and when he looks at, when, when, when Morty is talking to those cops on the street, one black female, one Italian male. Continuing on with that ethnic diversity, how did horror movies ever get pinned <laughs> as being so poorly racist when we see such... You're not st- genuinely asking that such, question, are such you? Such struggles to prove otherwise. I don't know. I think that Leprechaun 2 is being very careful, this. being very cautious. This is, a big, this is a big concern that we have here on 100 Lunatics, is trying to pin down where this horror genre myth started. And of all the movies we've done up to date, we have yet to see it. Wasn't 1994 like the L.A. riots? Wasn't that that time? Maybe they were just being extra cautious. Finally, we get Cody trying to tell Morty that there is an actual leprechaun existing, and he's the one responsible for doing all these murders. 
And well, this is where the book comes in. This is exactly. This is where Morty just happens to have a fucking leprechaun lexicon. That he got from the library that he hasn't returned. Yeah, yeah, I love the reference. Good thing I didn't return this book to the library five years ago. The overdue charges are going to be astounding. <laughs> He's never going to, Morty's never going to pay those. Morty's going to have an accident. We all know that it. That, that's not an issue. Morty <laughs> keeps the pizza guy at the door an extra minute so he can claim it free back when that was a thing. Yeah, no, there's an indication right there. Yeah, Morty's not paying anything. He's not going to have... Yeah. Yeah, he's just not going to get anything out from the library ever again, ever. Nope. And Nathan, to your point earlier in the podcast, before we had to sort of piece together and guess what the Leprechaun lore and magical powers were, here they very concisely give everything we need to know in this exact scene right here. Look, look, look. They possess telekinetic powers and can turn invisible at will. They are masters of illusion. Both Leprechauns and fairies can only be harmed by wrought iron. Right, right. And uh, they're all greedy as hell, and they love to drink, and they make those shoes, and they all have little pots of gold, and if you catch them, they grant you three wishes, and all the rest of that crap. Look, I have read that stuff. There you go. Everything you need to know. Damaged by wrought iron. They can drink. They like to make shoes. They did throw it in there. They don't play on it, but it's there. Why are they bringing fairies into this? I know, they did toss the fairy thing in there. That caught my attention, too. Does that mean that they come from the same, like, phylum? Maybe Lepre- the leprechaun is a fairy. Leprechaun is fairious? Or maybe they pictured some sort of spinoff with, like, a fairy, fairy versus five. leprechaun. Oh, shit, why haven't they done that? Fairy. <laughs> Spelled F-A-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> and the leprechaun attacks them. Attacks them in this house. Is it, he's, he's there to collect on that piece of gold that Cody got away with, right? That's yeah, why no, he's he there. used the card that didn't have the address on it to get there. <laughs> That's right. Oh, right. Cody. Oh, that Cody. That Cody. This is where the next best part of this movie comes in, which is when Morty says, yeah, this. Didn't you read the book? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. they just read? He dismisses the book. But they just, but he's... The trickery thing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't, of course, Cody didn't read the book, but they did, literally, seconds ago, just have a discussion about how these guys are constantly trying to trick you. And the well, first he, the he, first time he tries to trick Cody, he's just like, duh, okay. I still don't what? understand, because on this particular day, it is St. Patrick's Day, and as we'll see shortly, there's a lot of little people running around dressed up like leprechauns. Why are we assuming that this one is a real leprechaun as opposed to just a deranged dwarf? Uh, extra makeup i just don't understand you know like we just all immediately uh, obviously it's a leprechaun look at him go yes i think it's once he vanishes then they're like oh shit this is not just a drunk serial killer little person and we do we do go to a a happening saint patrick's day bar well, I'm kind of before you go there i'm kind of sympathetic to morty's experience here because he reads the book with Cody and says, yeah, whatever, that's ridiculous. And then, oh my God, that's a fucking leprechaun that just showed up in the apartment. And then he's like, yeah, didn't you read the book? This is, this is what's going down. Like he fully just dives in after being skeptical only mere moments later. He's also a terrible actor 
just watching the way he is uncomfortable with his hands. <laughs> you, know, you know, he says something and then he holds his hands in position for an uncomfortable amount of time until his next line. It's just, ugh. He's always touching his scummy <sighs> head with his hands. Ah, oh, that fucking cheat. That's that thief. That <laughs> now liar. who's got the hate on? Uh huh. Yeah, no pass it on. They all hate Steve, so I'm trying to like toss him meat yeah. to, to chew on. And you just hate bad hand actors? I hate Morty with a passion. We we hate the same guy for different reasons. <laughs> and yeah. Warwick Davis for being a shitty actor. And oh, Jennifer Aniston for being associated to Leprechaun. <laughs> And everyone, and that girl for having a body double that fooled me, that made me appreciate her. No more. <laughs> no longer. That body was so much tanner. <laughs> She's back to being a bitch. <laughs> Down to zero. Yeah. No, well, she, had re- she had redeemed herself, but that's gone now. So let's go to the bar. Let's watch them drink and be merry. Yeah, well, we know what Morty thinks about women. But one day... You'll wake up and you'll realize there is only one thing a woman wants. She will grab your heart, tear it out of your chest, and throw it on the floor. At least you didn't say it was your money. That's right. Yeah, I really thought that's where that was going. And then it was just, no, they just break your heart. He's heartbroken. Yeah. Someone somewhere. That's why he's scamming people, guys. His whole life. That's why he doesn't know how to act with his hands. He's heartbroken. He's got his head in the bottle because some woman betrayed him. Yeah, some some Bridget from his time. Typical story. There's a Bridget in everyone's life. Yep. And he had his own Bridget. She probably said something like, your hands disgust me. And now he's (laughs) heartbroken, can't stop fidgeting. As he tucks away Cody into the bathroom, uh, he's out having a drink sort of eyeballing the leprechaun who is also sitting there who is actually that's one of the few like i thought well done sort of menacing scenes like the whole concept of the leprechaun is ridiculous but when he's just when morty is just sitting there staring down the bar and the leprechaun is just staring back and nothing's being said i i like that part that was like that stood out to me as better than the rest of the movie but cody's in the bathroom getting terrified by another famous black little person I love him so much. Tony Cox, I think best known from Bad Santa. Yeah. Pops, oh, that's where I know him from. Pops yeah. in, has a little cameo in here. And who who here accepts candy from someone in a bar bathroom? Oh, all the time. That is the only place I accept candy is right when I'm next to a urinal. Um, hey, you mint? want some unwrapped Werther's? Uh, some generally mints and little, you know, Subtle candies are commonplace in a gentleman's bathroom. Yes, in a, in a gentleman's club, bathroom. where you have like an attendant who like washes your hands for you and then puts a mint in your mouth. Not a just, rando that wanders so, in. Yeah. And just so everyone's aware, <laughs> it's okay because the chocolate's wrapped. That's a good point. Yes, chocolate gold coins, and that's that. He, uh, he um, Cody is has the wherewithal to pluck one up for a scheme that he's going to put into place later. In the and movie. this is a great spot for it. I wasn't expecting this at all. Go oh, good. I wasn't. I was sort of grossed out by how close uh, Tony Cox got his face to that urinal. Yeah. No. This is where Andrew said some interesting things to me. Um, he said that he related to this. Yeah. I, I work <laughs> at a, I work at a place, and they put in urinals 
for people that are seven feet tall. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm five seven, almost. So you're like, you're and like tippy toeing the urinal? I walked up to the urinal and there's six of them and they're all those high ones like that. But I walked up and I was like, you know, I have to step back and arc this, <laughs> which I don't feel like, I know a lot of people that are my height. I feel like I'm not a little person. And uh, I was like, yeah, son of a bitch. He's got to walk up there and arc that. But oh, he's not his arc would that. have to be much, much better than mine. Oh, no, he's he... pissing on the floor at the end of that no matter what. <laughs> no, no matter what. Yeah, you, no, you're not getting away dry. You know well, what? Well, this is I... great. <laughs> the solution was simply to go to the stall and use the toilet of course. for Andrew. I don't know that that solution existed for this little person. Like he might have the same issue there. I think that the arc might climb st- up in there. Well, <laughs> it's still a dr- there's still some uh, drama. Let's really it break this down. It made me think that it isn't just that specific urinal, and that little people have that problem everywhere all the time. Yeah, and when I went to school, urinals like went to the floor. Yes, and I feel like they should just do like that all elementary the time. school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the ones that go all the way all the down? way down? Yeah, those. Yeah, I bet Why you aren't little they people all like that. Little people are probably very appreciative when they see that. <laughs> <clears throat> and drinking contest, Morty tricks the leprechaun because, of course, who? What other character's movie is going to trick a leprechaun other than Morty? Just <laughs> the disdain. <laughs> just yeah, of course, Morty. You know, fucking Morty. Right. He gives the leprechaun an entire bottle of whiskey while he drinks. What was that? That special red rye that the bartender gives him when he's had too much. It's just cola and water. <laughs> the secret bottle of whiskey that's uber intense that cola only Morty and water. I heard colon water. <laughs> okay. Well. I, all I have to say is... Even, this, even a worse thing to keep behind the bar. This whole scene, to me, is... Yeah, okay, Morty drinks him under the table or whatever because Morty's so proud of being an obvious alcoholic. He's not drinking, though. There's, there's no alcohol in there. What do you... What, what the special drink was cola and water. Yeah, that, that drink that he gives him is, is... There's no alcohol in there. That's what the bartender gives him when he's trying to sober him up. Oh. And he thinks that he's got one over on the leprechaun now, now that the leprechaun has downed the entire bottle in one go. I thought it was a shot-for-shot competition, but he just goes right for the bottle. He gets cheered on by all of his little people. They literally say, hey, come on, he's one of us. He's one of us. He's one of us. us." (laughs) Despite him being so drunk, he's drunk enough to at least escape for a moment. He has to, like, go and recuperate, literally at, like, a cafe down the street where he just downs a bunch of coffee. That was one of oh god I hated that part. <laughs> this is so stupid. This is this scene is so unnecessary. It's not particularly funny. I mean, oh god. it's very weird, and it's, a, it's and super it, weird. And it's it's that it's the guy from Mad TV. What's his name? Michael McDonald, and he really goofballs it up in this scene mm-hmm. with all the <laughs> all the different oh kinds of laughing. Uh, but he. <clears throat> He's just a lonely cafe owner or shop runner. He wants to go home. The leprechaun is keeping him there from closing up. So he gives leprechaun some shit, which I guess is... Well, I was confused on this one. I was going to say, is that another way you get your ass beat up by the leprechauns by poking fun at him? 
But the leprechaun seems to use a trick on himself to make it seem like that guy was trying to take his gold. Right? Like, by asking for payment for the coffee, he made it seem like, oh, you're trying to take my gold, now I can kill you. Of course. How else are you going to get, you know, the next kill? Right. And for all that goofy laughing, we get some great goofy screaming. Why? Even though he's pinned to the counter by his hands that were stabbed with forks, what, can't you duck or move? Yeah, that's exactly what was going to come out of my mouth here. Just takes, or their, maybe, just takes it straight to the face. Maybe when your face is burning off, you decide <laughs> that ripping those knives out of your hands or pulling your hands off the knives is a pain that would be less than what you're currently experiencing. <laughs> right, right. Andrew was like, yeah, duck. And I was like, or do something. Anything. We just take Jesus just Christ, just anything. taking it in the face. But until your face melts off, you would make a different decision. <laughs> but he's telekinetic. He's just holding him there with his oh, telekinesis shit. guys. Yeah, we, like, a, don't you understand shit. the powers? It's invisible. The leprechaun. Okay, Leprechaun could have hold him in place with his telekinesis. I didn't think about that. Yep, that's okay. Gabe, okay, yeah. we're coming back to minus one. That's why we bring in other heads for analysis, Nathan. We're coming back to minus one with that one. That was a curveball I didn't see. And that's also another example of a really gruesome death scene in this otherwise lighthearted sort of stupid movie. All this jumping around, having drinking contests, and floating ashtrays, and like slowed down <laughs> leprechaun music to display how drunk he is, and then straight I over think, to Raiders of the Lost Ark burning someone's face off. I think that's one of the more appreciative things about the leprechaun movies, is that this shit goes down where a lawnmower chews someone's face or a cappuccino machine melts someone's face off. <laughs> so much and face. then and then the leprechaun just skips down <laughs> the hall. <laughs> like, you know, in his striped leggings and terrible shoes, just <laughs> weird calf muscles and tiny legs. I gotta say, for all the stupidity kind of rolling around in this movie, I think the plan that at least the, the plan that Cody comes up with is a pretty decent one, right? If wrought iron is one of the only things that can really damage this odd, eternal Irish being, then what better than a wrought iron safe in which to capture him? So they're going to go there, they're going to set that up, they're going to lure the leprechaun down there, and, and, and keep him locked up in this wrought iron safe. I thought, that's a great plan. That's way better than the one... That happened in the first movie, which was a, a power that is not even mentioned in this one, which is that four-leaf clovers damage leprechauns. And not to mention a wonderful opportunity to create a weird, spiky, crazy leprechaun-style go-kart. Because that's another one of leprechaun's powers, is the ability to instantly decorate a vehicle. He does that in the first movie, too. I want me gold. He finds like a go-kart or like oh, a broken down go-kart in the barn and turns it into like this weird spiked leprechaun death machine and uses it to like turn their car <laughs> over. You remember that in the first movie? He's no. decorated a small go-kart before. That's 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 wonderful. I we we both enjoyed the go-kart. We we appreciated the painting of the 
I want me gold on the go-kart. This what? is again pushing pushing up to that minus one. Yeah, these these are our, these are our minus one levels, especially when they like put the film into fast forward a little bit, give it a little bit of that, that Benny Hill yeah. feel. <laughs> that happened a lot in the first movie. Benny Hill music to plug in right here. Because he had so many vehicles in the first movie. He had, he had leprechaun roller skates that he had. He had a leprechaun tricycle. Um, yeah. He's got fun little toys. He knows how to have fun. That's, I think, a good point to bring up here, is that this leprechaun knows how to have fun. He doesn't just do things for the sake of doing them. He does them to have a laugh. Yeah, he has a laugh. He's a trickster. He's a prankster, like Daniel was saying earlier yeah. many times. <laughs> Now, I like when Cody is inside trying to work this plan out, uh, Morty is outside and gets cuffed by that security officer. Do you guys remember that part? Punches him in the face. He punches him in the face, but I, the security officer flubs his line and they just keep it. And I love little moments like this. So here's, here's the security officer. You're a freaking security guard. That's security officer, pal. Pow. Pow. You're a freaking security guard. That's security officer, pal. In your right, Andrew takes it a punch right to the face. Morty knocks this security officer out. Leprechaun runs to get Cody through the doggy door, and that's how they end up trapping him in the actual safe. And then the part that happens from here is is another big reason to just hate Morty's scumbag guts. <laughs> takes the cash. He pulls he take he's he knows that Bridget's life is on the line and he's going to take this opportunity to lock his guardian child in a closet so that he can try and get three wishes out of this leprechaun because we all know that when you capture a leprechaun you get three wishes and fairies too or yeah or fairies to be fair guys there are moments in some of these old horror films um, that stuck in my child brain forever and one of those forever burned into my brain scenes is in this movie, and it's in this part where the leprechaun Twilight Zones Morty about his wishes. Morty wishes for the leprechaun's gold. The leprechaun gives Morty his gold by giving it to him in his stomach. You yeah. passed out a little bit, Amanda. I don't know if you saw yeah, this Yeah, this whole area, I did not know how they trapped him because I started to fall asleep. Yes, you missed one of the most, like weird gross parts of this whole well movie. i think i woke up when he cuts his stomach open yes that's he... when i woke up so i didn't know what had happened and i was like oh that gross don't care that gross rubbery extended belly that they give him <laughs> with the pot of gold inside and he's like writhing in pain all sweaty and gross that disturbed my child brain so much when i was a kid I didn't remember okay. anything from this movie, but when that scene popped up, I was like, oh, it all came rushing back. <laughs> I appreciate that this scene impacted your small child brain. However, I still feel that they just cheaped out on this belly cutting scene. Yeah, they cheaped out and Morty also cheaped out. He had a chance to rectify the situation. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, no, they cheaped out and Morty cheaped out. <laughs> Morty's he a did. fucking son of a bitch. He, he bitch. only used one wish. That He used one wish for the goal that immediately fucked up on him. At that moment, he should have been like, I wish Bridget free and you trap forever and then just die. Why are we focusing on Morty here? We should be focusing on the cleverness of the leprechaun to use 
the three wishes and and you know oh absolutely absolutely and, and grant them in a way that works in his favor yeah gets him out of probably one of the best traps he's been in in a while it, it's also a comment on morty's intelligence and morty's greed that he's blinded and once morty's dead belly flayed open gold taken back cody's run off he actually gets uh, caught by that security officer who's woken up and that's where we get the whole go-kart scenes that you guys were liking from earlier uh, the cop gets killed off and then we learn that if you have a piece of the leprechaun's gold, you are immune to harm from that leprechaun. Invincible from I, go kart. So uh, to me, I, to me, I immediately thought about Morty getting his stomach cut open. I was like, shouldn't he not have been able to have been harmed? But I think because he wished it to happen, that gave the leprechaun the ability oh. to do so. The but leprechaun again, gave away the gold, so he lost his power until he took it back, which is why he had to cut him open with a knife. He gave him all his gold and lost all his power because that's how they get their power. That's why he had to be let out of the safe. Yeah. yeah, so he had to be let out of the safe and then he had to use a knife to actually cut open the belly to take his gold back right. to get all his power back. Wait, okay. so is so then is the amount of gold that Leprechaun's Horde contains equal to his strength? Yes, yeah. So we could have a Leprechaun sequel where one goes nuts and just starts hoarding it from all over the world and becomes like unstoppable like that Thor figure in that Kung Fury trailer. You could do that. I guess you could go that way. <laughs> I, I think um, we're also skipping over a very important... Giant leprechaun. Here. It's there for the taking. We're skipping over an important moment here. When, when the police officer accosts Cody and his face is hilarious. His face has the same expression on it the whole time. It's like this expression. <laughs> and then when he drags it out, it's still there. Yeah. No, yeah. he holds that expression the whole time. And it is really uncomfortably terrible. I think I rewound it and watched his face yeah. have the same expression on it the whole time. <laughs> minus minus <laughs> one. Pushing, pushing, just riding that minus one here. The leprechaun takes off to go back to the tree once he realizes he's not going to be able to hurt Cody, and then Cody goes uh, also after pursuit to that tree, and Cody just knows where to go. Yeah, did there was nothing ever. It was on the tour. Yeah, Houdini's tree. About... What's that? It was Houdini's tree as part of that Houdini's house on that tour. But how did he know that the leprechaun was there? Good question. Because that what, never came. Where up else would a leprechaun well, hide? The leprechaun gave Bridget flowers, and there was a card from the leprechaun that Cody used to locate the address oh <laughs> yeah come on come on Andrew, yeah. keep up oh no that didn't happen i don't know how we got to the tree okay but what about this treehouse fort the leprechaun lives in if i was I a child care. i would be so excited to live in this this fort this is just sand just I'll sandy tunnels mentions. with like loose drapery hung everywhere looks like it's a part of a high school play I'm just going to be honest with you, Daniel. At this point, when he got to the tree, we checked the time. Yeah, the time. Yeah, we both yeah. looked at each other and said, 10 minutes, right on. Yeah. All right, let's let's go, Cody. Let's get this <laughs> yeah. done. I actually have. I, I myself had a hard time paying attention during these parts because everything's tan. It's just running around in random tunnels as a leprechaun constantly pops out. And surprises you and says some and, sort of limerick and kicks his heels and runs away. Yeah. And Bridget showed herself, showed her true colors. 
Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. She's very good at being a seductive little slut. And she she really worked it here with the leprechaun and like kissed his ear and shit. Like Oh yeah, she put his hand on her leg. Yeah. She's got no shame. Yeah, she's and, really good at playing into this. And so she I'm tried like, to stab the leprechaun with his father's heirloom all. And wow. And when you're a thousand years old. Wow. Sorry, two thousand years old. Disrespectful. Yeah. The most important thing to you is an heirloom from somebody that it, hasn't been around for more than a thousand years. Obviously, this is your layer. And anything that has that kind of history to it is going to have a dramatic impact on your perception of things i i really feel for the leprechaun in this scene and i don't think that bridget is uh is 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 behaving like a like a lady here no, she, she's yeah. she needs more stockholm syndrome well, yeah, she's, she's missing on the opportunity to have a litter of leprechauns yeah she's a fucking bitch. what would a litter of leprechauns be called fucking bitch do you guys remember that scene where he describes to her what it is like to have He's gonna have to alter his children? her face Yes, he has to, so like... So that they recognize her? Yes! She's too, like, pale, normal-looking, and so the litter of ravenous leprechaun babies will not suckle at her. Yeah, God, I hate they that could, They could turn on her and eat her. They're going to have a giggle of leprechaun? Leprechaun? <laughs> oh, a, a, it's a lolly. <laughs> a den. A den of leprechaun. That's beautiful. Horrifying. There's, your, there's another sequel opportunity right there. Yeah, fairy, <laughs> fairy versus leprechaun. leprechaun. Oh, just followed le- followed by um, yeah, leprechaun. Oh, followed by giant leprechaun. No, just call it leprechaun. Why do you have to make things so complicated? <laughs> it can be leprechaun. That's fine, guys. You can bring Bridget, Bridget back, or yeah, you, you can bring Bitchet. You can bring <laughs> Bitchet back and uh, have the little leprechauns eat her in the opening segment before they do the the credits, mm. and then. We're good to go. She's she's got what's coming to her. We can all digest that and move on. Yes, the scene is tense. She's had yeah. some alterations to her face, but not enough. The babies are yeah. like checking her out. They're judging her, and then they just turn on her. It's obvious that she needs to get what's coming to her. She gets what's coming to her. Then the leprechauns spawn out. They start doing <laughs> full-on attacks. Small villages, towns, things of this nature. Do, do you know what I liked when the leprechaun first comes back to his like, little tree fort? She's trying to do all that seductive stuff, and he's already, he's barely been married to her for like a day, and he's already like a tired husband coming home that just wants to relax. I have a guest coming. Yeah, I gotta just clean up, you... I got shit to prepare. Yes. The, penis? I guess the leprechaun can also animate... Penis. ...dead skeletons and turn them into his familiars. Penis. Penis. There we <laughs> go. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake! I try to entice things. I also love how she was able to get the collar off. There was like just like a pin <laughs> yeah. in the back, but which yeah, she didn't she try to the... get that thing off the whole time he was gone. I mean, he was gone for hours, and at no point did she try to get the collar off. Yeah, no, flip side of this, I'm with Amanda. Flip side of this is, was Cody even necessary? Bridget seems very resourceful. Kind of get the feeling like she would have figured a way out of this situation without Cody. So I don't. I kind of, you know, I'm 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 kind of on the fence as to whether Cody's presence here is even necessary. She probably could have figured things out, but here is his opportunity to use that chocolate coin that he has. 
ogress. Well, that yeah, because he he pulls the old uh, the old switcheroo, the old you think you're tricking me, but I'm actually tricking you routine. Because the leprechaun he ends up splitting them up. Like the whole leprechaun tree fort is just like this maze of tunnels, and they anywhere that they go, they return to the same point. Eventually, can we stop referring to it as the chocolate coin and refer to it as what it is? The coin of deception, the filthy, <laughs> the filthy urinal coin. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we do that? It's yes. Disgusting. He passes off the urinal coin and playing back into what Andrew mentioned earlier about it taking a little bit of time for the leprechaun to recognize when he's missing a piece of his hoard. He doesn't notice that this is a chocolate coin. He doesn't give it the old like cliche bite. Yeah. Because he's blinded by gold. I feel certain the weight weight would be different. Obviously different between gold and chocolate. Right. (laughs) Exactly. You'd think he would have noticed that part. Nope. Yeah. Bridget thinks that she's done for. Leprechaun thinks that he's won. And then, bop, up comes Cody. He's got that wrought iron rod that he's been hanging around with and just stabs it right into the middle of the leprechaun. And just beautiful early 90s spark overlay effects. And and then Bridget just knows that he's going to explode. <laughs> yeah, well, and this we read about too on uh, mm-hmm. Wikipedia. What? <laughs> and we on Wikipedia it says that if you stab a leprechaun in the heart, they will explode. No, it's it's so it reads like someone just summarized the movie. <laughs> that it says they will explode so, if you no, stab them in the says, heart. It says that. Um, one of the weaknesses presented in Leprechaun 2, it references the movie and says, one of the weaknesses is coming into contact with wrought iron. And coming into contact with wrought iron will burn the Leprechaun. Um, If you trap a Leprechaun in a wrought iron safe, he cannot escape. (laughs) And if you stick it inside of him, he will blow up. (laughs) It just goes bang, bang, bang. Point point form. Like, this is what wrought iron does to a leprechaun. It's uh, Cole's notes of leprechaun. You can just read on Wikipedia. Know exactly what happens. And we read on. We found out things about leprechaun 3 and 4. Oh, you guys, don't ruin it for yourselves. Well, we wanted to know what the weaknesses were moving forward and what the powers were moving forward. Apparently, in number four, they can just beat the shit out of them, and that's all good. And the, it <laughs> uh, you can't smack them around a lot. And in, in the first movie, one of his powers was taking shotgun blast to the chest. Yeah, he just got shot. Of course. <laughs> I want the shoe. I want the shoe shit to come back. <laughs> the shoe shit was hilarious. That was, I remember that. That was awesome. Oh, man. And we're, and we're done here. Yeah, he explodes. They make their way out of the tree. They have, like, a very weird... Like, that, that very last scene in the movie where they're kissing in, like, the garden. That You could have torn that off the back end of some BBC show, and I would have never known. No, but this is where the greatest thing I don't, happens. I, uh, I don't know who kissed better. You or the leprechaun. Fling the coin. Interspecies breeding. Well, I noticed Bridget's, like, throaty frog voice disappeared when she was playing the black swan. Like, the seductress version of herself. Mm-hmm. That seemed more who she might be in real life. Because mm-hmm. when she had to play the dainty, innocent girlfriend, it was all this, please, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, almost like in, in real life, she leans more towards um, being a cunt or being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Excellent <laughs> use of the word cunt tonight, gentlemen, lady. Thank you. 
And that is the end of the movie. I was expecting a little, like, leprechaun hand to pop out of the ground and grab his coin. No, I he, was expecting that also. I, I did not. I He splattered all over the place. Yeah. As soon as the coin landed on the dirt, I was like, oh, is that going to just sink in there and his body's going to come back together? And I should have expected now that. Now that he's got his coin. But I didn't expect that because the explosion that happened with the wrought iron inside of him was so definitive. Like It was really true. Like, it was quite dramatic. Yeah, like like shrapnel of his skin and outer shell just went flying everywhere, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he's yeah, done." They had all the money for that great goopy explosion, where they couldn't have thrown some of that goop into Morty's belly. Yeah, yeah, come on, like a slice open with the blood coming out and the intestines seeping around the gold. Yeah, mm, well, I just made I just made Andrew uncomfortable. <laughs> <clears throat> Amanda too. Amanda does not like gore. No, I do not. Um, now that we're done. Movie complete, walkthrough over. Where are all of our ratings standing now? Before, we were all negative ones for the guys and a zero for Amanda. Amanda, has your zero changed at all? No. I am standing firm with my decision. There were so many parts of this movie that were just out of place in such a way that it couldn't, it, it wasn't charming. The parts that you could, like, get a little... <laughs> We're so few and far between and weak that I have to stay with a zero. Sorry. Staying with a zero. Andrew. I am going to stay at um, a negative one. I feel like after this walkthrough, I enjoyed it just the same. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's moments that when we were going through it that I laughed again at myself thinking of what's going on. So I don't know. I, I found little parts entertaining, entertaining enough to be a negative one. Penis. <laughs> Nathan, are you also staying with negative one? Okay. I feel like I want to slide in at minus 0. 0.5. <laughs> but I understand that that's probably not permitted. No, rounds and up. If, if I'm if I'm forced to choose between minus one and zero, I would say that after this walkthrough, if I was forced to watch this movie again, I think I would yourself. have even more fun <gasps> watching it, it and making fun of it, and it would land firmly at minus one. It would tip me back over to minus one if I had to rewatch it again. So I'm going to go, just based on that, I'm going to go with minus one. I'm sorry, Amanda. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and I, I am a little disappointed in you, but okay. And I as well will be sticking with my negative one. I think my reaction was was right from the get-go. It's, it's a bad movie for sure, and it is just bad enough to slip over into that uh, watchably bad fun level not enough, though. Like, I don't want to watch this movie again for a while. I've seen it enough for the time being, even though I did enjoy it. And I mentioned this to Amanda earlier. It might be hard for me to tell sometimes. I think I get, I get Stockholm Syndrome with these movies after spending so much time with them, uh, especially pulling the clips and everything. Oh, you spend a lot of intimate time with them doing that. I find it interesting that with Saw, uh, most of our opinions changed throughout the walkthrough. And for this one, everyone's seen right about on. I think there was probably some depth to Saw that was that, that uh, was exposed through talking about it. And Leprechaun 2 was very straightforward. Love story, stupid bullshit, continue. Well, let's be honest. Rotten Tomatoes, 0% on Leprechaun 2. What is there to find out? <laughs> what is there to learn? I think There's we learned a lot about Leprechauns and or fairies. Out. 
I don't know why you're shocked, Daniel. <laughs> I'm not shocked, but I am done talking about Leprechaun 2. It's time to move on. And spin the wheel for next episode's movie. Here we go. Amanda, if you'd like to crank it up since you're the new one here, go ahead. Stand up. Go ahead and give it a good grab. There we go. Pull down on it. I want you to tug real hard. Give it a good tug. There you go. And let go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> a little rusty, you'll be used to it. Tonight's category is 100 lunatics. Your lunatic is Lucifer. You will be watching The Exorcist. The Exorcist. I'm nervous. This is a favorite of mine. I don't know if I can handle doing this podcast. Finally, a movie worth watching. It probably the the worth watching movie of the genre. Uh, I'm intimidated. I don't know if I can. I'm gonna get nervous pulling clips. I'm gonna pull the wrong clips. I'm gonna over talk this to death because I want to get everything out there. I'm gonna need some help on this one. This is yeah. This is epic. Actually, I'm. I am a little intimidated as well. I, I picture Exorcist falling on the positive scale for everyone that takes part. It it the, should, and there will be some hater, heavy arguments. So You're a hater of Exorcist? No, just in, in everything general. that you guys like. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so. Well, you should take part. <laughs> we need that side of it, because I'm going to end up appreciating the Exorcist to a certain degree. Right. It. Well, yeah, I most likely Cause this will, would as well. Because this will this will be a truly like analytical viewing for everyone. Because I think everyone's seen The Exorcist, form some sort of emotional attachment or opinion on it. So this time will truly be like getting into the nitty gritty. I think there's one there's one really true statement that we can make about The Exorcist, and that's that there's going to be no midget urinal scenes. <laughs> <laughs> In the Exorcist. Oh, yeah. god damn it! Yeah, that's, that's not... what I just—that's what I get out of all of these horror that's movies. What you live, <laughs> that's what you live for. That's what I watch them yeah. for. Andrew lives for the u- u- midget urinal scenes, where the I guess that's really offensive. So Nathan, little people, little people urinal, urinal scenes. scenes. Yeah, it could, makes me feel like part I'd of the love team. Love to interview a little person and find out, you know, is it a fucking like? Do they? Do they have to pee really bad? They go to the bathroom and just, oh, son of a bitch. Like, fuck this place. I'm never coming here again. Like, do they get a shit list of places with shitty bathrooms? Or are there places where, like, the population has an extraordinarily large number of little people? Oh, and like so their bathrooms have accommodations? person joints that we don't know about? <gasps> there is bound to be. I bet I'm regu- say that there is. What yeah. if there's, like, regular bars and then there's, like, a tiny secret door that they go through and there's, like, a small <laughs> bar? <laughs> It's just like Harry Potter, but instead of wizards, it's like, little people. Like being John Malkovich, like the eight and a half floor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but if I feel, I feel like if I was a male little person, then I would probably just do all of my drinking at like, I don't know, Dave and Buster's, where there's certainly like child urinals, you know? Mm, just, yeah, uh, maybe. Just or maybe they just socially there. gather at their own homes and mm. try not to go out into public too much. I would just drink anywhere and then just piss into the glass. <laughs> just walk into the bathroom with the glass on the floor. Yeah, little, little little plastic bag catheters that they just leave. Oh yeah, around. no need. I'm cathed up. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Yeah, they are also mischievous and pranksters. They like pee into plants and things. This is what you've learned from Leprechaun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Leprechaun 2 has taught me that that's what they're doing. And the next time I see a little person, I'm going to have Hawkeye attention on what goes on throughout the evening to see where they go and what they do with that urine. All right. I think we are done here. On that note. Uh, Next time, The Exorcist. This could be a long one. If we manage to crank out an hour and a half, two hours on Leprechaun 2, what are we going to do with The Exorcist? Leprechaun featuring Jeremy Renner. <laughs> That's That'll be Giant Leprechaun. <laughs> He'll be perfect. He's got the hair. You know what? I like the playfulness of Leprechaun 2. It's going to be a very serious tone. We have to get this out of our system because Exorcist is just going to come down like a fucking anvil and just weigh us down with this serious epic in-depth conversation maybe we should maybe we should try to come at it a little bit more lighthearted. maybe still have fun with it but explore it no you're shaking your head amanda you no, want a, i don't think so you i want dark and serious i won't be here more than likely no. but yes dark serious well do you want in is this going to be a crowded podcast i imagine if anybody wants in on one of these it's going to be this one i would be from a distance you're the one that's all about the sound and the levels i don't well, maybe you can maybe maybe we can creep you in now that Nathan has elevated his his quality his standards. <laughs> um, I I I picture candlelit environment. Um, I would like to try and perform an exorcism. Yeah. During the podcast, Ooh. I don't know if that's something that we well, can look at. Well, we have, we need someone that's possessed. Well, it would have to be me because it's always a girl. Yeah, we need you to like get drunk and bust the Ouija board out. Get yeah. uh, get Captain Happy into you or whatever oh, his name Jesus, is. Fuck you. <laughs> can you can you do that? Can you come in, in character, Amanda, and just act possessed the whole time? Sure. I will uh, I'll do that. It'd be like possibly a three hour just puke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just start retching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Nathan. Nathan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, 100lunatics.com. Go there. Check out everything you need. All of our podcasts are there. Uh, listed all of them together in one big streaming glory for your ear holes. Um, 100lunatics at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Tell us some good things. Tell us some bad things. At 100lunatics to reach me or the show in general on Twitter. At I Hate Horror to get in touch with Nathan. Really. You know where to find us. You know how to find things on the internet. We're done here. Rate us on iTunes. Oh, there you go. Put some time in. Put a little effort in. Yeah. We- Act like you give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amanda, Andrew, Nathan, good night. Good night. Good night, Daniel. Good night. Good night. Pow. So What's that? Is this it's Rosemary's Baby like on Wheels. Yes. Celtic music. <laughs> you should have said something. Shit off. <laughs> Andrew just said he, he was listening to the music in Leprechaun 2. Was like, man, I should I should learn how to do some Celtic <laughs> guitar. <or something." laughs> no. Scream as you may, scream as you might. If you try to escape, 
He'll be dead on this night. Ha 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 shit anymore. Sit back, my friend. You may feel some pain. Tis a pity I forgot me Novocaine. <laughs> I've got all of his rhymes. All of them. She sneezes once. She sneezes twice. <laughs> She'll be right when she sneezes thrice. <laughs> <laughs> I've searched this fair land far and wide. At last, I got the leprechaun bride. Make it stop. Something new, <laughs> something old. Let's be together on Leprechaun's Gold. I've searched this house for oh equal <laughs> chilling. The fool that holds it is due for a killing. Drink what you want. Drink what you're able. If you're drinking with me, you'll be under the table. Pour all you want. Pour all you can. He won't beat me, because I'm a leprechaun. I picture corn. I picture Amanda leaving the room. Is it over? Her headphones are off. Is it over? Fast. You thought you were sporty. You thought you were clever, but not as clever as Morty. Morty got one in there too. Morty. Morty. I'm a leprechaun. I'm a real scumbag. My name is Morty. Why do you get this hatred for Morty? Don't you know that I'm older than forty?